Welcome to Ortho Tutorials. My name is Ezekiel Waburu. I am an orthopedic surgeon at Nairobi Spine and Orthopedic Center and I also teach at the University of Nairobi. Our topic of discussion today is gout. What is gout? Gout is a disorder of purine metabolism characterized by hyperuricemia, deposition of monosodium urate monohydrate crystals in joints and periarticular tissues and recurrent attacks of acute synovitis. What is the epidemiology? In general, the prevalence of gout is 1 to 4%. Older age and male gender are two common risk factors noted globally. It is three times more common in males with two peaks in age of onset, that is, 30 to 39 years and 60 years of age. So what is the etiology? In these patients, they have hyperuricemia. You can either have primary hyperuricemia, which is idiopathic, or you can have secondary hyperuricemia. In secondary hyperuricemia, you may have decreased uric acid excretion. This can be as a result of medications such as aspirin, loop diuretics, niacin, and thiazide diuretics, chronic renal insufficiency, ketoacidosis, and sometimes in the postmenopausal period. You can also have increased uric acid production due to a high cell turnover, such as tumor lysis syndrome, hemolytic anemia, psoriasis, or enzyme defects such as Lechnayan syndrome or a diet rich in purine. And you can have either decreased excretion and overproduction of uric acid due to high alcohol consumption. So what is the pathophysiology? Gout is caused by precipitation and deposition of uric acid crystals in synovial fluids and tissues. It is associated with hyperuricemia but can occur in normal uric acid levels. Uric crystal deposition is triggered by increase in uric acid levels, acidosis, and low temperature. Crystalline arthritis is a result of supersaturation of uric acid in extracellular fluid, which leads to intraarticular uric crystal precipitation, phagocytosis by polymononuclear cells, release of inflammatory mediators and enzymes, and local inflammation. Chronic effects are usually the result of repeated attacks and aggravation of uric crystals and giant cells, which ultimately cause deformities and arthritis. So, What's the criteria for diagnosing gout? And I think that this is important as we have seen that really you can have gout even in the presence of normal uric acid levels. So how do you diagnose gout? Well, the presence of characteristic uric crystals in the joint fluid is uh, diagnostic or you may have the presence of Atophas proven to contain urate crystals by chemical means or by polarized light microscopy. 
or you may have the presence of, of six or more of the following clinical, laboratory, and radiographic findings. That is, one, asymmetrical swelling within a joint on radiography, two, attacks of monoarticular arthritis, three, culture of a joint fluid that is negative for microorganisms during an attack of joint inflammation that's acute. The next is development of maximal inflammation within one day of a joint and hyperuricemia, joint redness, more than one attacks of acute arthritis, pain or redness in the first metatarsophalangeal joint, also known as podagra, subcortical cyst without erosion on radiography, suspected tophi, unilateral attacks involving the first metatarsophalangeal joint, unilateral attacks involving a tarsal joint. So sometimes you may not be able to get the crystals when you do aspiration of a joint or really what I found as a barrier in my setup is to get a laboratory that can use microscopy to diagnose this and therefore this clinical criteria or radiological criteria can be quite useful in telling you the patient has got gout or not. Joint fluid microscopy is utilized less frequently, primarily in ambiguous cases. Aspiration of a joint or tophi and detection of needle-shaped monosodium urate crystals, preferably intracellular with brilliant negative birefringence on compensated polarized light microscopy is used to establish a diagnosis in these instances. However, this is quite rarely done, certainly in my setup. So what are the clinical features? Well, the clinical features can be seen, one, in acute gouty arthritis. This may be triggered by sudden increase in uric acid, diuresis, dehydration, and trauma. Most common manifestation are acute severe pain with an erythematous area around the region, affected swelling, warmth, and decreased range of motion. Some patients may also present with fever and disquamation that is usually seen overlying the joint during recovery. Typically, symptoms occur at night, waking the patient, and the severity peaks at 12 to 14 hours and slowly regresses over days to week. It is usually monoarthritic during the first attacks with asymmetrical distribution if more than one joint is affected. Peripheral small joints are more commonly affected. Then you can have the intercritical stage. After resolution of the acute attack, the patient is in the intercritical stage. In some patients, a stage of incomplete remissions is present with the persistent pain. Although the disease seems to be inactive, hyperuricemia persists and subclinical inflammation may be present in the joints. And then you can have chronic gouty arthritis. In this stage, there is progressive joint destruction with tophi formation. Tophi 
maybe intraarticular, periarticular, or extraarticular. The most common sites being the digits of the hands, the feet, and the knees, and the olecranon bursa. They may lead to destructive, deforming arthritis with extensive bone destruction and deformities. So, how do we make a diagnosis? Well, we've seen uh, in the criteria, you may do arthrocentesis and synovial fluid analysis. Synovial fluid analysis is the gold standard for diagnosing gout, but should only be performed if polarized life microscopy where needle-shaped monosodium urate crystals are negatively birefringent on polarized light, light microscopy is seen. Then you can do laboratory studies that include uh, serum uric acid levels uh, in which the patient may have uh, elevated uh, uric acid levels, but sometimes it may be normal. You also need to do uh, complete blood count with inflammatory markers, uh, white blood cell count, and ESR are typically elevated uh, during an acute attack. What about imaging? One may do an x-ray. In acute gout, it is usually typically normal. It's useful for ruling out uh, conditions such as fractures or patients with um, post-traumatic joint uh, inflammation. In chronic gout, you may see punched out lytic bone lesions with overhanging edges known as rat bite erosions. You may also have radiopacity in the surrounding tissues. The joint space is preserved until later stages. So what is the treatment? One, I will first mention uh, the recommendations. The American College of Rheumatologists has a number of uh, recommendations. Recommendation number one is uh, clinicians can choose corticosteroids and steroidal anti-inflammatory medication or colchicine to treat patients with acute gout. Uh, recommendation number two, clinicians use low-dose colchicine when using colchicine to treat acute gout. Recommendation number three, they recommend against initiating long-term urate-lowering therapy in most patients after the first gout attack or in patients with infrequent attacks. Recommendation number four. Clinicians should discuss the benefits, harms, costs, and individual preferences with patients before initiating urate-lowering therapy, including concomitant prophylaxis in patients with recurrent gout attacks. Then the other measures really, like limit the amount of alcohol consumption, limit the intake of purines, weight loss if the patient is overweight, and close management of comorbidities. What about acute gout flare-up? Well, you can have non-pharmacological measures such as rest, and ice of the affected joint. You can have pharmacotherapy, which is initiated within 24 hours of onset. The first-line agents include glucocorticoids, non-steroidal, anti-inflammatory medication, or colchicine. What about chronic gout? Remember, you need to have a proper discussion with the patient with regards to initiating urocosiric agents. 
Initial anti-inflammatory prophylaxis is usually done one week before starting urate lowering therapy with low dose colchicine, NSAIDs, or glucocorticoids. What are the, about the complications? Well, you may get TOFI and joint deformity, osteoarthritis, or bone loss. You may also get urate nephropathy and nephrolithiasis. Gout may also cause ocular complications such as conjunctivitis, uveitis, or scleritis from urate crystal precipitation. Thank you very much.